Shalom to all. Today's office Ksubastav Lamed Gimel. We are starting the 14th line, the third word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lila Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basab Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and Lila Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Basab Yitzchak Tzvi, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and in honor of the Yartzeit of Mars Victoria Bat Shimon, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and she should be a Melitzia for her family and all of Klal Yisrael. Now, we had previously quoted Rev Illa that we know Adam Zayman have to pay instead of getting Malkos, then that came from a Pasuk. But now, Rev Lazar says, Adam Zayman, Mine Mishami, Milkalai Laki. How do we know that Adam Zayman are going to pay a monetary payment and they're not going to get Malkus, that's Mishum Dalabin Asra Ninu. They simply can't get Hasra, they cannot get warned. We can only give someone Malkus if they receive proper Hasra, and Adam Zayman can't get Asra, as we're going to soon see. Therefore, by default, Adam Zayman are going to pay and not receive Malkus. And Amrav, he continues explaining, Teda, you should know, Nesir Behu Emas, when would we be able to warn these Adam Zayman? Nesir Behu Mehikara, should we warn them one or two days prior to when they're going to be giving their Adas? So then Amri, these Adam Zayman are just going to say, Ishtalin, we forgot that you had given us that Hasra. So Nesir Behu Maestro, do you want to warn them right before they give their Eidos, give the warning, don't give false Eidos, you might turn out to be Adam Zayman. If you do that, then Parshiv Lai they're going to end up just walking away and not giving Eidos at all. They're going to say, what, you suspect us of being false Adam? What do we need this headache for? And they're not going to give their Eidos, and we want their Eidos. So Nesi Rehula Basayf, do you want to warn them afterwards, at the end, meaning after they finished giving Eidos, do you want to give them warning that if you said false Eidos, you should retract it? That can't be, because Maida Hava Hava, whatever they said, they said, they can't retract their Eidos after they already said it. But now Maskevil Abai, Abai asked the following question, why don't we give them warning of their Eidos? Dibor is the amount of time it takes a person to say Shalom Aleichem to his Rebbe and anytime something's done Dibor, which means a person does it immediately after doing something else so those two actions or those two statements are connected. So Dibor of after them giving Eidos we should warn them and then they will be able to retract their Eidos. And Maskelar Vachabred Rav he also asked a similar question Why don't we just warn them one or two days prior to them giving Eidos and then we're just going to hint to them right before they gave Eidos reminding them they had gotten Hasra. We can hint to them in some way or another that they were warned not to give false Eidos, and if done wisely, they're not going to be provoked into not giving Eidos. So there really is a way to warn them. But then Hadar Amrabai, Abai went back and he said, Laf Amri, that which I just said is really not true. Because if you want to say that Edim Zayman need Hasra, then that would mean that if we don't warn them, we wouldn't be able to kill them. And that does make sense, because is it possible that we have a situation that they want to kill someone without giving him Hasra? The Inhu Bo Hasra, and they need Hasra for us to kill them. We have to be able to fulfill the Pasuk that says, we shall do to them like they want to do to their brother, and we're not going to be able to fulfill that if we say that they need Hasra. Just to explain, in a case where they're testifying falsely that Ruvain killed Shimon, and therefore they're trying to get Ruvain killed. Now, Ruvain was never warned because his whole Adis was made up. So it can't be that they're able to get Ruvain killed without giving him Hasra, but they, the only way they can get killed, the only way they can become Adam Zayman, is by giving them Hasra. So it must be that Adam Zayman don't need Hasra. And a similar question on this idea that Adam Zayman would need Hasra, Maskelar of Sam Bred Rav Yirmiya, El Meata, if you're going to say that Adam Zayman need Hasra, Ben Grusha Ben Chalutz, Deloy Mikasher Zomim Kamas Rabbi, Libai Hasra, does that mean when Adam Zayman were trying to make Ruvain into a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, which means that they were trying to make him into a Apostle Kayin, we know that in such a case when they turn into Adam Zayman, they're going to get Malkus. They do not become a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza themselves. And that's not learned from the Pasuk of Kasher Zomim. So are you going to say that they need Hasra? It can't be that they need Hasra in such a case, because Amar the Pasuk says, Mishpat Echad Yelachem, Mishpat it has to be an equal mishpat, an equal din. They have to have the same exact din all around, and therefore Adim Zayman do not need hasra. Yes, in certain circumstances, it will be possible to give them hasra. However, since we have this pasuk and mishpat echayelachem, Adim Zayman across the board are not going to get hasra. Now, as we had said in the beginning of the Gemara, this was talking about Adim Zayman. If they have a monetary payment they would have to make, or we have the ability to give them malchus, we said that they would have to pay and not get malchus. But now we also know that yesterday we said the same exact thing by Chayvul B'chaveiroi. If a person wounds his friend, he technically is Chayv malchus and monetary payment. 
but he has to pay money and he doesn't get malkas. So Rav Shisha Breder of Idi Amar, he says, A person who's chavel b'chaveri is going to pay money and he's not going to get malkas. Mehacha from the following. The Pasuk tells us, If two men are fighting and they accidentally strike a pregnant woman, and she miscarries her child. Now, Rav Rebelazar, and Rebelazar explains, The Pasuk over here is talking about where they're fighting to the death. Reuven and Shimon are trying to kill each other. And instead of Reuven killing Shimon, he accidentally strikes a pregnant woman. Now, how do we know that they were trying to kill each other? Because the Pasuk says, And if there was an Asain, so then there's going to be a Nefesh for a Nefesh. We're going to take a soul for another soul. Reuven killed this woman, so we're going to take his soul instead. So here, if Shisha develops his Limud, Hey, dummy, what exactly was going on over here? If they didn't warn Reuven as he was fighting with Shimon, why would he be killed? He was never warned. He never got Hasra. So, it must be that they warned Reuven. And also, we're taking for granted right now that if a person was warned for something very Khamer, he's considered being warned for something which is much more Makel. So if he was given Hasra not to kill somebody, that's Hasra for Misa, we're going to say that that Hasra is valid for Malkus as well. So if he was warned for Misa not to kill somebody and he doesn't end up killing them, we're still going to use that Hasra and apply it to Malkus and give him Malkus if he did something that he deserves Malkus for because it's considered like he was warned for Malkus as well. But nonetheless, for Amrachman, the Tyra tells us, if there wasn't an Asain, if someone didn't die, then Anish Anish, he gets punished. So that's Rashi Shabrater of Idi's Raya, and let's clarify that from the beginning. Reuven and Shimon are fighting with intent to kill each other. Reuven accidentally strikes a pregnant woman. If he killed her, the Pasuk says, he gets killed. So it has to be that he got Asra. Now we're also assuming right now, like we just said, that the Asra he received in regards to killing is considered a valid Asra for a lesser punishment, and that if he does not end up killing Shimon and only wounds him, he would still get Malchus because he's considered to have received Asra. Now that would also mean that if he didn't end up killing the pregnant woman, but made her miscarry, he should get Malchus. However, the Pasuk says, if there wasn't an Asain, if no one died, and that tells us that he has to pay for the unborn child, he has to pay for making her miscarry. So we see very clearly that when there's Malchus and Mamain, he pays and does not receive Malchus. But now I'm asking Ravashi, Ravashi asks a question on this limud. Who says that just because he was warned for something Khamer, for Misa, that's considered an automatic Hasra for something which is more Mekel? Maybe it's not considered like Hasra for something more Mekel. And Imtim Salem Rahava, even if you want to say that it is considered like he was warned for something more Kuladek, who says Misa is more Khamer than Malkus? Maybe Malkus is more Khamer than Misa. And you're surprised, you're thinking, why would Malkus be more Khamer than Misa? That's because the Amr Rav, Rav says, if they would have struck Hanani Mishal and Azariah, then they would have bowed down to the idol. We know that Hanani Mishal and Azariah were told if they don't bow down to the idol, they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And they said, fine, kill us and we're not going to bow down. Rav is telling us that if they would have been beaten, if they would have been struck and beaten and hit, so then they would have ended up bowing down. So we see that being beaten is much worse than dying. So how could we say that if Reuben was warned for Misa, that's considered an automatic warning for Malchus? Malchus is actually more Hummer than Misa. So the Gemara answers that that's not a valid question because Amalek of Sama Breder of Asi, Lur of Ashi, Bamrila, and some say it was of Sama Breder of Ashi, Lur of Ashi. You don't learn that there's a difference between a hitting that has an end and a hitting that does not have an end. If Hanani Mishal and Azari would have been beaten, that's Akasha and Lakitzva. They have no idea when that beating is going to end. It could last forever and ever. They'll just be beaten over and over and over until they bow down. So that might be a reason why they would have bowed down. However, getting struck by Bezdin, in other words, Malchus, that has an end. You get 39 Malchus, and that's it. So Malchus and Bezdin is lower than Misa.
But now, even though we don't stick with this question, we have a different question. Maskler of Yaakov min Harpakud, Hanich Rabbanon. This limit of Shisha fits according to the Rabbanon. Da Amri Nefesh Mamish. The Rabbanon say that when the Pasuk tells us Nefesh Tachas Nefesh, that means Nefesh Mamish. In other words, when Reuven kills a pregnant woman instead of killing Shemin, he's going to get killed. That's Nefesh Mamish. So then we have a valid limud because then we're able to say that Reuven was warned for Misa, and that's obviously considered a warning for something that's Dover Hakal. And instead of Reuven getting Malkus when he makes her miscarry, he has to make a payment. So we see that payment comes before Malkus. But El Rebbe, the Amr Mamein, according to Rebbe, when the Pasuk tells us, Nefesh Tachas Nefesh, it means that he has to make a monetary payment, Michael and Mamer, what are you able to say? Over there, there's no riot that we're talking about that he was warned for Misa, and then we could say that we could downgrade it to something which is Dabra Akal, so on and so forth, which is our Limud. So El Amr of Yaakim and Harpak and Mishmei, the Rav Mehacha, we learn from the following Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us that Ruven struck Shimon, and Shimon now fell into bed. He had to go to the hospital. So the Pasuk continues telling us, If Shimon gets up and he walks outside, which means with his own strength, so then, Viniko Hamake, the Make, the one that did the striking, Ruvain, he's going to be clean and he's going to be clear. We ask, Would you have a Havamina that Shimon's walking around the marketplace healthy and well, and Ruvain, the guy that struck him previously, is going to get killed? What does the Pasuk need to say that if Shimon's walking around and he got all healed, that Ruvain's not going to be killed? So, Alam Malamid, it must be that's teaching us, that we lock Ruvain up after he strikes Shimon. And if Shimon dies because of that, Katlina, then we're going to kill Ruvain. But if Shimon doesn't, die and he gets up and he starts walking around so then the Pasuk tells us the Ruven has to pay for his Sheves and his Ripoy which means he has to pay for his hospital bills and he has to make a number of monetary payments. Now hey what exactly is the case here? If Ruven wasn't warned before striking Shimon, why would Ruven be killed even if Shimon dies? It must be that Ruven was warned. And again we're taking for granted that if a person is warned for something much more Khamer, he's also considered warned for something much more Kal. However if Amr Achman the Tyra tells us then when Shimon gets better, what does Ruven have to do? He has to pay for his hospital bills. Ruven does not get Malchus, he has to pay a Mominus payment. So we see from here that when there's Mummin and Malchus, he gets Mominus and not Malchus. But now, once again, we have the same attempted question. Who says that just because he was warned for something more Chamer, Misa, that's considered an automatic Hasra for something more Mekel, maybe that's not so. And even if you want to say that it is true, who says that Misa is more Chamer than Malchus? Perhaps Malchus is more Chamer than Misa. Because Rav said, If they would have beaten Chanani Mishal and Azariah instead of threatening to kill them, so then they would have ended up bowing down to the idol. So once again, we have the same answer. Some say it was Rav Sama, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi. You don't say that there's a difference between a striking that has an end and a striking that doesn't have an end. If they would have been struck by the king in order to bow down to the idol, he would have just continued beating them until they would have done it. And so then they would have done it. However, Bezdin, they have an end to their striking 39 Malchus and that's it. But I'm asking for Amari, he asked the following question. Who says we're talking about Ruven striking Shimon B'mezid and when the Pasuk says Vinika, that Ruven is clear and clean and he's not going to be Chayev, that means Mektala that he's not going to be Chayev to get killed. And in that situation, obviously it has to be that Ruven was warned. Maybe we're talking about a situation where Ruven killed Shimon B'shaigig and when the Pasuk says Vinika, that Ruven is in the clear now, Migalas, that means he's in the clear from Galas, he doesn't have to run away to Galas. And then in that situation, the Pasuk is not talking about Hasra at all. The Gemara says, Kashi, you're right, that's a valid question. Now, at the beginning of yesterday's Gemara, we brought a seeming steer between our Mishnah and one from Masechus Makais. Our Mishnah had said that if one is Ma'anes' sister, he pays the Knas, whereas the Mishnah Makais said that he gets Malkus. Now, both Ula and Rabbi Yechanan had their own answers. Now, the Gemara tells us, Rish Lakish Amar, Rish Lakish has a different answer. Hamani, who's our Mishnah? Rameir, he is Rameir. To Amar, he says, Laika Umishalim, that this person would get Malkus and he has to make a payment. Our Mishnah is only focusing on the payment part, but of course he would also get Malkus, and that's an ingredient with the Mishnah, Masechus Makais. 
The Gemara asks, Ira Meir, if Aramish is Rameir, Afilu Bitainami. So then even if he's Ma'anis' daughter, he should have to make that payment. Why doesn't Aramishna include that if he's Ma'anis' daughter, he has to make that payment? Now, Bechitim, if you're going to suggest that Rameir like Umashalim Islay, Mesum Mishalim Leslie, that Rameir only holds that a person is going to get Malchus and will have to make a payment, but he doesn't hold that with Misa. He doesn't hold that a person will get Misa and have to make a payment. And if he's Ma'anis' daughter, he would get Misa. So even if Aramish is Rameir, it can't be that we would list the case of Bitai. The Gemara would respond to that, Valai, Rav Meir would not be Machayev Himmamanis, even though he's Chayev Misa. But Tanya, you have a Braisa. Gun of Vitavach Mashabes, if a person stole an animal and shechted it on Shabbos, Gun of Vitavach Lavadis Kachavim, if a person stole an animal and shechted it for Avadis Kachavim, for Avadis Zara, Gun of Shar Haniskal Utvachai, he stole a Shar Haniskal and he shechted it. A Shar Haniskal is an ox which deserves Skila. This ox killed a person, so Bezdin Paskin, that this ox needs Skila, he stole it and he shechted it. So in all these scenarios, Mashal Tashlumi Abrava Chamisha, Devir Mayor of Mayor says he has to pay a four or five payment. What's Tashlumi Abrava Chamisha? So the Torah tells us that if a person steals a shar or a seh and he shechted it or sold it, so then he has to pay five times the shar he stole or four times the sheep that he stole. So over here, when he stole the shar on Shabbos and he shechted it, he would have to pay this payment of four or five, according to Rav Mayor. So according to Rav Mayor, over here, he stole this shar on Shabbos and he shechted it on Shabbos, he would still have to pay for it. What do we see from here? That even though he's chayv misa for shechting it on Shabbos, you're not allowed to shecht on Shabbos, it's an Isra Dairaisa, so he's chayv misa for that. Nonetheless, he still has to make a payment. So Gemara says, no, that's not a raya. Ithmar Allah has already stated on that. Amr Biyakov, Amr Biyachanon, Vahamilon, some say, Amr Biyirmiya, Amr Bishem ben Lakesh, Reb Avin, Reb Ilav, Chol Chabrasa, Mishmed, Reb Yechanon, Amri, Reb Avin, Reb Ilav, and all the Chabru in the name of Reb Yechanon said, Acher. We're talking about a scenario where someone else shechted it. He stole it on Shabbos, but somebody else shechted it. So therefore, he could be chayv a monetary payment for that. The Gemara is holding one second. Is it possible that one person does an Avera and another person's chayv for it? We know that Ein Avera. I can't tell somebody, go do an Avera for me, and I'm going to be chayv for doing that Avera. He's chayv for doing that Avera. So over here, when Reuven stole the animal, and then he told Shimon, you shechted, why would Reuven be chayv for that? So Amrav, he tells us, over here it's different. Amrachmana, because the Torah says, specifically regarding Tvich and Mechira of an animal that was stolen, just like when he sells it, there has to be another person involved. You can't sell something to yourself. He has to sell it to somebody else. So that Mechira is considered Aide Acher, and he's chayv for that. So too, even if someone else shechts the animal that he stole, he would be chayv for it, not the person that shechted it. The Be'er Rabbi Shmuel taught, the Be'er Smesh Rabbi Shmuel taught, Oi, Lerabbis is a shliach. The word Oi in the Pasuk includes a shliach. The Be'echeske Tana, they taught that Tachas is Lerabbis is a shliach. So we have three Limudim over here that tells us that specifically by Tvicha and Mechira of an animal that was stolen, even if it was shechted, Aidei a shliach, still the Mishaleach, the one that sent him to shechted, is going to be chayv for that. But either which way, we see the Rav Meir does not hold that a person will be chayv misa and have to make a payment. In this case that we just brought of stealing an animal and shechting on Shabbos is not talking about where he shechted it, it's talking about where somebody else shechted it, so therefore it's not a case of misa and tashlumen. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this brysa. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.